Good to have you. Welcome. Welcome back. The Bill Michaels Show. Final hour of the program. What a great day today. Time does fly. Holy mackerel. Time is flying today. It's just been one of those days where it just, it was nonstop from the time I got up till, till now. And we got Jim Ozarski, uh, the Journal Sentinel, our Bucks guy, making his usual Tuesday visit today. Uh, we got that going on, the Bucks and the, uh, and the New York Knicks tonight down at the Fiserv Forum. Packers back on the practice field. Uh, well, not even necessarily tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be one of those uh, weird study days because, remember, they play on Monday night, which means that technically Thursday is their Wednesday, um, getting ready for the week. And we hope to find out um, – we hope to find out today how bad the severity of Trevor Lawrence's high ankle sprain is, uh, which is what they're calling it. Uh, now, there is no timetable from what I'm reading regarding Doug Peterson saying that uh, they don't have uh, a specific as to when he will come back. But it was no broken bones, no torn ligaments. So on one hand, you breathe easy. You go, whew, thank God for that. However, Jacksonville trying to win their division. They should. Although Indianapolis has played extremely well, better than most people would thought would have thought, but you got to wonder uh, how long he's going to be out because the way that looked last night and watching him be being helped up the tunnel to where he could barely even put pressure on it. I mean, we've all sprained our ankle, I think, at one point or another. I think we've all done it, but to that severity, I, boy, I don't know many people that have. That was ugly, ugly, ugly looking. And at first I thought, oh, my God, the way the the leg got bent back underneath him, man, he might have tore his knee. But, you know, knock on wood, because I like Trevor Lawrence. I like Doug Peterson. I like the Jaguars. Uh, You know, knock on wood, he didn't. But uh, they have got uh, the Browns, the Ravens, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Titans remaining on their schedule. They should get some wins even without him on that. But it is not going to be an easy, easy road to go. But uh, that anyway, that's Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So. But the NFL is such an enigma right now. You know, I would have uh, – and I can't remember – Grant, do you remember who I picked between San Francisco and Philadelphia coming into that game this past weekend? You picked Philly. I picked San Francisco. That was one that we okay. were split on. Okay. Uh, I, I, I remember I, I kept thinking to myself, I don't know who's going to win that game because I just thought that – after Phil or after San Francisco got beat three straight times, they go into the bye week and they came out extremely strong, like they fixed a lot of their problems. And Philadelphia, albeit their defense has been giving up more points, their offense hasn't been a juggernaut, but they've been really, really good. So I kind of thought that Philadelphia, especially at the link, would win that game, but I did not see you know Philadelphia getting beat like that. I actually I went back and I looked. We both took San Francisco. I'm sorry, I misremembered. We, we both took San Francisco. So okay. you were correct. It it was okay. very. I think you could have made a case for either team. I just felt like Philly had been winning all these close games, and it was yeah. kind of they were kind of due. I didn't think they get blown out, but geez. Yeah, I didn't think they'd get blown out like that. I never saw that coming. So it's been kind of an enigma. And then to see Kansas City, who everybody thought was going to, you know, come into Lambeau Field and just kind of, even if it was ugly, kind of maul their way to a win. And then for them to get beat and to see what happened there, uh, just it's it's been so interesting. I mean, Buffalo was supposed to be the team to beat this year. And 
They certainly haven't played like it. We knew Miami was going to be good. Uh, the Ravens were going to be good. You know, so we, we knew that. Did not see the Browns being there the way they have been. I uh, just never saw that, uh, even though they're in that a, that competitive AFC North. But then again, if Cincinnati and Joe Burrow had been healthy going all the way back to the start of the season, maybe things are a little bit different. But, you know, we did see Pittsburgh and, and Cleveland kind of battling it out for the bottom spot, but things just haven't matriculated that way. Injuries have had something to do with it. And then obviously I thought Minnesota would be the team to beat in the division, and then Kirk Cousins goes down, their defense – isn't anywhere near what it was supposed to be. And all the one-score games that you thought they would, would expound upon this year certainly haven't happened. We knew Detroit was good, but the question was, will the real Detroit Lions please stand up? And they have. Detroit, I mean, they've, they've done well. Give the, uh, give the Detroit Lions credit, even though they've kind of stubbed their toe a little bit and slowed down down the stretch. And we'll see if Dan Campbell gets them out of the, quote, cruise control comment. So a lot going on. Uh, by the way, the Bucks play the Knicks tonight, and like we had mentioned, they would then play the Pacers. Tonight's winner, the Lakers of the Lakers and the Suns, on Thursday in Vegas, would then play the Pelicans. The Pelicans, the Pelicans are suddenly relevant, and their big man has been able to play well and play healthy pretty much all season long as well. So even the NBA has been somewhat of an enigma uh, on top of that. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 1670. If you want to find us, that's the way to do it. Let your voice be heard. If you want to hit us up via email, I'll get some emails here. Uh, we can do that as well and kind of go from there. This one is um, – who's this one from? This is from Keith. Uh, the former Jets – interesting from Laverne's, Coles, Wayne Colbert, and the Rogers Experiment and Zach Wilson. Oh, it's, it's uh, how the experiment has gone awry. That's from Keith. The Jets' view uh, of Favre and Rogers. Oh, that's not an email. That's more of a link that he sent. So I appreciate that. Uh, and I'll get to that a little bit later. Just uh, just an FYI. I'll read that a little bit later. Uh, I want to go back to some of this stuff. Um, this is uh, from Doug. Doug says, uh, hey, Bill, I think Jordan Love has gotten better. I don't think he's great yet. Some people have already anointed him as, yes, he's the guy. What would convince you he's the guy or he's not the guy? That is from Doug sitting on the fence. Doug, boy, um, to convince me that he's the guy, just continue playing the way you have been. You know, now, if you have a stumble, there's no fault in that. If you have a bad game, but it's how you handle the adversity. You know, how do you come back from that? That would be, you know, kind of whether or not you determine if he's the guy, right? But he is certainly trending in the right direction. Uh, do I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer? Not at this point. I haven't seen enough. But I said at the beginning of the season, he made some good throws. He gave you glimpses as to why they chose him. You know, the timing of it was off. But, uh, again, he's given you glimpses as to why they picked him. And especially over the last four games, we went from questioning the talent on the field and questioning Brian Gutekunst and looking at a lot of the draft choices and saying, look, your legacy and what you've been able to accomplish is going to be based upon Jordan Love and then filling in the pieces around him. Well, now it's starting to look going from, you know, questioning that front office decision to now praising that front office decision. It's not a flavor of the day. It's, it's just the facts that back it up. Where they were four weeks ago versus, versus where they are today is a remarkable turnaround. 
It, it, it just is. I mean, even going back to the Yahoo article that I read a little bit earlier today, they had the power rankings out in NFL.com. Those came out. The Packers are up. I was reading an article in Sports Illustrated about Jordan Love that, you know, gives them praise and says it's an incredible – they call it used incredible, not remarkable, but incredible turnaround from what we saw in the beginning to what we see now. So if that continues to ascend, then hell yeah, he's the guy. But I, as much as I wanted to – I kind of was leaning one way, but I wasn't ready to be definitive early on this season. Now I'm leaning the other way, and I'm not ready to be definitive right now. But I've got to see how the rest of this season plays out. Do I think that if he continues to play this way, there's a contract extension and uh, everything else that comes along with it where they don't have to worry about taking uh, a quarterback in the draft and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think there's a lot riding on the next five games, for sure, for sure. But, Doug, that's a, that's, that's a good email. And I like, like you, I'm sitting on the fence. I'm sit, I, am I leaning a particular way anymore? No. Now I'm just sitting back with my arms folded saying, okay, show me the rest of the season. We thought we knew after eight games. Now we think we know after 12. But show me what's the, what the rest of the season holds. Because that's where I'm going to be really interested to see how this team, specifically against teams they should now beat, how this team performs and how the quarterback performs. You can't have a week where you're just kind of in the zone, and then once you get out of the zone, you've lost it. You're gone. Because we've seen that happen too. So the next five weeks, going to be very indicative as to which way we're all going to go, right? And which way the, the amount of love jerseys will begin to fly off the shelves, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um Michael says, do you think that Andy Reid knows his name now? I bet that was motivation for Jordan Love. Oh, I bet you so. And, and yes, to answer your question, I, I guarantee it. Yes, he knows his name. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Gary says, Bill, happy birthday, which uh, was belated. Thank you very much. Also, congrats on the engagement. Thank you. Wishing you much happiness. He says, I have been on the Love bandwagon since day one, and happy things are finally starting to come together. A couple of thoughts. One, are they actually now really running Coach LaFleur's offense compared to earlier this season? And two, Dylan did run up the gut, but was it just me, or did they try to get him outside of the numbers a bit more often? Uh, that seemed to be where they had success the last couple of games, along with some of the reverses and et cetera. Yes. Uh, loving the motions before snap. Keep everybody on their toes. Thanks for the email, Gary. I appreciate it. Um, yes. They, they, they ran read wide. They, now, it was a pass play technically because it was a pitch. But, yes, they ran read wide. They ran uh, A.J. Dillon a couple of times outside. you got to do it because if you don't, then the ends just crash. Whether it's a pass play or a run play, the ends are just crashing. They don't have to worry about setting contain. And if you can get them sucking in a little bit, and, and Spagnola, who likes to blitz and likes to go with zero blitzes and rush five, if you get them crashing, then you can catch them maybe uh, over-pursuing. Over and you can break a few on the outside. So that's the reason they did that, to keep them honest. And that's why the whole schematic the other night against the Chiefs was so impressive. Because they did keep them on their toes. They did keep them backed up a little bit. And I, I just I, I found that fascinating. I, I, I thought it was one of the best called games, Matt LaFleur, probably of the season. Probably of the season. But, yeah, you got to do that. And to have A.J. Dillon running outside, um, even when he did, he, he had, like I mentioned yesterday, or going back, what's today, Tuesday, I mentioned it yesterday. That that falling down spin move where he picks up an extra yard or two has become kind of signature for him. 
if he doesn't get if you don't square him up and drive him back, of which now he's starting to run more with his pad level out in front of him, more downhill. But now he's got that if you don't really wrap him up, he's got that spin move where he still falls forward for a yard or two. And he's been good at it. And especially getting on the outside. He's been able to pick up those extra yards. So while it wasn't overwhelmingly impressive because he didn't run for 130 yards, but the 73 yards he picked up was first downs. It kept the chains moving. It kept the defense honest. I liked it. I really did. Is he a home run hitter? No, of course not. But I liked what they did with A.J. Dillon the other day. Absolutely. 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 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, you can. We got to Jim Ozarski, the Journal Sentinel, coming up now. We got next. We got some uh, buy or sell, bottom of the hour. What do we miss coming up yet today? And if you're looking for a stocking stuffer for somebody who has the need for speed, it's GreatLakesDragaway.com. They have the season passes 2024. They're on sale right now. Call them 262-302-2138 or go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. .com. More of the Bill Michael Show. Jim Ozarski coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho. In the window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. They have their customer appreciation holiday Christmas party slash fun. <laughs> Going on at the Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, and uh, it, it's just a great place. Always, uh, always a good breakfast on Sundays. They always have some games or something going on over there, whether it's bag tournaments. Uh, they have uh, all kinds of different uh, bingo nights and karaoke nights and music on Sundays and just so many good things. And the Tiger Burger over there is to die for. It really is so good. So if you like spice, a little bit of heat. Love the Tiger Burger. Love it. That's the Social House, H-A-U-S, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Dandell and his staff, such, such, such good people. Such good people. Uh, joining us now on the uh, the hotline, our guy Jim Ozarski, covering the Milwaukee Bucks for the Journal Sentinel, is with us. Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm good, Bill. How are you? I am good. Uh, so let's, first of all, uh, start with the team. They get a win the other night. They looked ugly in Chicago, but they get a win the other night uh, against Atlanta. They got a game tonight coming up against the Knicks. Tell me something. The Atlanta game, I want to go back to that. This team looked like crap for three and a half quarters, and then all of a sudden the score ends up being uh, really less indicative as to how close that game was. It was back and forth, and it, it just – is this the way it's going to be all season long where they just don't have that ability at times to just close things out and blow teams up? 
well, I mean, the Bucks don't want that to be all year long. Um, but as of right now, you know, Damian Lillard and, and Giannis, I asked them both about this, and they said, well, first things first, they'll take the fourth quarter excellence. <laughs> you know, where the offense is going to be there, and they can defend at a high level in the fourth quarter. They did in Chicago, too, up until, you know, Caruso hit the, the buzzer beater to send it to overtime. Um, they all kind of know that that's probably not sustainable, um, that they're going to have to play a little better in quarters one, two, three. Um, but, I mean, they, they feel the fact that they can do it in the fourth quarter in crunch time, Bill, uh, means that it's in there. Um, it's just a matter of, of when and how they get to that point. So, um, I mean, time will tell, but you're right. At the, at the very least, they are, um, they are definitely making things interesting. Tell me what Beasley brings to the table. I watched Beasley in that game specifically the other night, and he is slow. He's not a defender very, very much. I, it, it, maybe it was just a night off for him, but I just I concentrated on Beasley up and down the floor. I'm like, is he bored? <laughs> you know, it just didn't look like he was just into the game. Yeah, look, I, I think uh, Malik Beasley has been put in a situation that he hasn't been in his career. I think he's eight, nine years in now. This is his, you know, fourth or fifth team. He's on a minimum deal. And I say that to, to, to sort of highlight the type of player he is, the market that he had or didn't have, right? He's, he's sort of a journeyman at this point. And he comes to Milwaukee, there's the Drew Holiday trade, and Grayson Allen shipped out, and all of a sudden Malik Beasley is not only your starter, but next to Damian Lillard, he kind of has to defend the best player on the floor. And that's not – look, Malik, I, I will say this, Bill, he is trying. Um, that is pretty evident. It's just that – you know, for 35 to 38 minutes, he's not that kind of defender. Um, there are possessions where it looks really good. Uh, then there are possessions where it doesn't. And that, that's like a lot of players, but, um, you know, he's, they're asking a lot of him. And I, I, will, I will give him this, Bill. Like, he is trying. And then on the offensive end, I mean, look, he's, he's a guy who can get hot from behind the three-point line, even more so than Grayson Allen. I mean, Grayson had his moments, but Beasley, there, there's a different feel. Like, when you see that first one go in, that second one go in, it's like, uh-oh, he might make five or six. And he's done that a handful of times already this year, Bill. And that's important. You know, when they're staggering, um, you know, Lillard and Giannis, you know, he needs to be there and making threes. Um, and, and to his credit, he's made those, Bill. So, yeah, I, look, he, he is a starter. Um, you know, on the defensive end, it's just one of those where you got to kind of live with what he's bringing with, to you. Now you've got the tournament coming up. And, uh, you know, they play the game tonight. If they get the win, they are then on the road in Vegas on Thursday and on Saturday. Are guys looking at this as an inconvenience or are guys, like, excited about this? No, I, I think the Bucks. you know, first of all, they're saying all the right things. You know, um, and I think that the league has pretty much put a hard memo down on these organizations. You know, no, no one really talked bad about this. Um, so you're not hearing any sort of, you know, poor thoughts or anything of that nature. I think, Bill, look, look, what, what is it outside? 28, 30 degrees? I think the idea of, of four or five days in Vegas in December is an appeal to them. Um, 
you know, in terms of winning this thing, I, I don't know. I mean, Chris Middleton said, look, hey, they've never had one of these. It's the first one. It'd be kind of cool to win one. It'd be kind of cool to win the first one. Bobby yeah. Porter said the same thing. So I think there there are competitors in that locker room, Bill, where if you put that in front of them, they're going to try to win it. Of course, 500 grand would be nice. Uh, would mean a lot to, to some of the lower salaried guys on the roster. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I, I, you know, tonight's hard. I, I don't know. I think tonight they know what's at stake, but it, I think it's going to feel like a game. I think once you get to Vegas, it's like, well, we're here. We might as well try to win this thing. And I think that could only be good, Bill, for a team that, is, as we started this conversation, is still trying to find its way. So you look at where the standings are right now, not that I worry too much about the standings at this point in time, but uh, the legit logistics are that they're only a game behind Boston. So is Boston, because Boston, for, for many accounts, in watching the, the, the Boston Celtics, the addition of Drew Holiday, I hate to say this, but the addition of Drew Holiday, man, has made that team very formidable. They look so good at times. Is Boston the team to beat in the East, or do you think the Bucks are just feeling themselves out with Damian Lillard and what he's contributing now and going with Giannis and get the Middleton's back, do you think it's just a matter of time before the Bucks really assert themselves, or do you think Boston is the team to beat? Uh, I, I think Boston is that team. Um, you know, look, two years ago they won head-to-head. Obviously the rosters have been remade, right? You know, Bucks, you know, haven't done what they want to do in the playoffs. The Celtics have yet to win a championship with this core. The thing I know about Boston, Bill, is they can defend. Um, you know, when Porzingis is healthy, and that's a big if. I mean, he's already missed a handful of games. They say he, you know, he might be available this weekend for them. If the Bucks lose, Bill, they go to Boston on Friday, by the way. Um, and so, I, but I, I know the Celtics can defend. The Bucks, I, I don't know that. Um, I've seen them sort of meander through quarters um, and, and where – when the shots aren't falling, they can't rely on stops like they used to in the past, and then all of a sudden they're down 15. And so, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Boston. It's still the number one team in the East right now. The Bucks aren't that far behind, because I, I, I think their offensive talent, Bill, is just so special. Who else, you know, is buying in defensively on the Bucs? I, I'm talking about players on that team because – we hear him talk about it. We got to defend better. Got to defend beyond the arc. But man, I'll tell you what. You know, watching Trey the other night light him up from damn near anywhere on the court. That was tough to watch. Yeah, look, I, I, I think, I think there's, there's a desire to play good defense. I mean, the, the championship core, and there's still five of them left. Um, and it begins with Brook Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and like those guys like good defense right particularly Lopez um so I it's just a matter Bill I think of of they're doing enough different things with enough different people you know again your starting backcourt's different when campaign comes in okay your backup point guard he's a different guy and at some point you're Bill we got to get beyond okay new language new terminology new system new place um but I don't know in basketball if there's a hard set on that. Like if we can sit here and say, well, at, at 40 games, they should have it figured out. Or at 40, 55 games, they should have it figured out. I, I don't know that. It's particularly, look, Pat Connaughton's been out. 
We don't know when he'll be back. Jay Crowder, uh, who's a big part of what they want to do defensively, has been out. Um, now, the, the, the main guys have been healthy in terms of your starters, but, you know, the, those are two – that's your, what, your seventh and eighth men or sixth and seventh men, depending on the night. So, um, I, I think they want to, Bill. I think the fourth quarters show that certain combinations of them can defend well. It's just, can they do it for 35 to 40 minutes? Because, you know, Bill, there's always going to be a run. You know, another mm-hmm. team, is they're paid too. Um, but I don't know. I don't know when when to think it's going to click. It's, it's just hard to say. I know uh, that Pat Connaughton being out with that ankle, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of a role player. He's coming in. He's giving you some big buckets. He's pretty, pretty good when it comes to the energy level he puts out on defense. When do they expect to get him back, do you know? Will he be back by, say, the, uh, the finals of the tournament, or do you wait, wait for maybe next week on that ankle? No, it's, it, this looks like a, a pretty severe sprain. Uh, Adrian Griffin said Connaughton will not be available this week at all um, to play. And now we're, you know, we're getting into multiple weeks now of injury. And now, and Bill, you know this, you know, these guys don't just come back from ankles. There's going to have to be some practice and some reps and things of that nature. Um, So it looks like this, this might be a little while before we see Pat Connaughton again. Uh, And then real quick, just the update, uh, you mentioned Jay Crowder. Now he had the surgery and such. Now he's not even expected back until after January going into February, correct? Yeah, so he, you know, he talked with us in Chicago, Bill. Um, he's a couple weeks out of surgery now, and he, he's back on the court. And it's not, you know, running up and down court action. It's dribbling, it's shooting, it's sort of moving a little bit. So um, they initially said eight weeks from that mid-November surgery. He said he's right on schedule for that. Uh, there's been no setbacks, this, you know, up to this point, Bill. So, yeah, it's – um Still looking at that time frame for Jay Crowder. Always good, Jimmy. Appreciate it. And uh, who knows? Maybe you get a shot. You head out to Vegas. You win a little bit. You come back. You uh, you pay my salary <laughs> next time we talk. All right, bud? <laughs> Sounds good, Bill. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is our guy, Jim Ozarski. Jim Ozarski, the Journal Sentinel, covering the Milwaukee Bucks at Jim Ozarski. O-W-C-Z-A-R-S-K-I at Jim Ozarski uh, over on uh, X, Twitter. So good stuff for him as well. Um, Believe it or not, believe it or not, there are now Super Bowl odds that contain the Green Bay Packers. Something we had not been seeing much of. But the odds to win the Super Bowl have just come out. They just was emailed to me. Just was emailed to me. BetOnline.ag. I'll tell you where the Packers are. Plus... I'll give you a little buy or sell with our buddy Grant Bills when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you back it's been a fast day it just has it's been a fast fast day 
Good to have you back on board. Half hour uh, left to go in the program. Back at it tomorrow. Don't forget, tomorrow night we have got the Bill Michaels Huddle. We'll be in studio here. And then a week from tomorrow night we're going to be in Viroqua. Viroqua, if uh, if you're going to be out in that uh, direction, whether it's Viroqua, Kickapoo, Westby, Coon Valley, La Crosse, if you want to come down from La Crosse, any one of those areas, you can come on by and say hi. We're going to be at the Norwegian Hollow next week, next Wednesday night. Come on by. They've got some music. That's going to take place between 5 and 6, and then we go on the air at 6, and then after that, it's a hoot nanny, and so it's going to be a good time. Good time coming up next week out in Viroqua. All right, time now. Buy or sell. So there was something I wanted to ask you earlier on in the show, Bill, and I'm yes. like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. It's a perfect buy or sell topic. So that's what we're going awesome. to do last. We're going to circle back to that. I want to start by revisiting something Sam Monson told us. He talked about Jordan Love's improvement and how – He's basically just become a more accurate passer, right? Yes. His ball placement, his accuracy, night and day difference. And you asked, well, is there a mechanical change? What do you see? And Sam's like, I don't know. It's inexplicable. I've never seen anything like it. So, Bill, buy or sell, Jordan Love's improvement is 100% tied to his confidence. He feels better about his wide receivers, his O-line, his understanding of the offense. It's nothing physical. It's all mental. Ooh. That's a great question. Holy crap. Um, qualifying the statement the way you did, I'm going to buy it. And I go, I'm go. i going to take it a step further. I'm going to go back to remember what Matt LaFleur said. Mm-hmm. He needs to let it rip. Mm-hmm. And maybe he did. I, I, and, and this is why and this is this is just the equation of mentality. It, it is nothing more than that. Just so you know. I'm going to go back to when Charles Woodson was here. And he struggled early on with Dom Capers' scheme. And he just, he, he was playing stiff, and he knew it. He talks about it. And at the end of it, he, he said, Dom Capers came down to him, and, and he and there was a couple other guys that said, this just isn't working. And Dom Capers said, just go play. Just kind of do what I say. Just go play. If it doesn't work, we'll change it. But just go play. Just go, in kind of in essence, let it rip. Just do what you're supposed to do. You know this, but just follow what I'm doing and go out and just do it. And then if it doesn't work, we'll go back. And Charles Woodson said the very next week he went out, just said, okay, I'm going to just do it. I'm not going to play with my instinct in that case. I'm just going to follow what the defense is. Got two picks. Two picks. I think he had a sack on a quarterback, whatever. But he went, holy crap, I get it now. And the light bulb went off. So maybe – Jordan Love hearing the, you know, Matt LaFleur comes down, sits down, puts his hand on his shoulder. However that conversation went and says, hey, look, let it rip, man. Just do it. You you know you can do it. Just do it. Just let it rip. And then he did, and he went, holy crap. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you shoot a gun. You're like, I don't know if I can hit the target. And then bang, and the gun flies back, and you're like, holy crap, I hit the target. Now you've got confidence. Maybe that's what happened. So maybe Jordan Love's now got that confidence. So I'm going to buy that. I'm, bu- I'm in on it. I'm in on the confidence level. I'm glad that you brought up Matt LaFleur's comments from a couple weeks ago because when this wasn't looking so good, Matt LaFleur's like, oh, he just needs to sling it. He, he knows what he's doing. He just needs yeah. to go out there and, and do it. I think that's probably a big part of why he's looked better. Buy or sell. So I want to do a Jets question. I, I got to do something related to the Jets. Uh, yesterday, Diana Rossini, who's at The Athletic now, was at ESPN for a long time, reported that the Jets want to make a change at quarterback. Now, today they released Tim Boyle, but Aaron Rodgers is still – out with, you know, about Achilles, even if he's right. able to come back in a month. Let's forget about that. They picked up Brett Rippon, 
I don't know who they're going to start. But yesterday, Diana Rossini reported that they want Zach Wilson to play, but he is reluctant to step back in. So, Bill, I'll ask you, buy or sell, this Jets season has been a disaster, but you don't put that much blame on Zach Wilson. Not that much of this is his fault. Um, Boy, I, I, I don't think Zach Wilson's that good. He's just made some really dumb mistakes. I, I, I'll say Zach Wilson's – no, I, I'll say Zach Wilson's bad, okay? I'll, I'll sell on that. Zach Wilson's bad. Here's the reason why. For the same reason we now believe in Jordan Love and the confidence he has, Zach Wilson has none. None. Let me, let me give you a sidebar to this. The fact that they kept Kimberly Martin and got rid of Diana Rossini is a travesty <laughs> at ESPN. It is an absolute positive travesty at ESPN. Diana Rossini knows her stuff. And Kimberly Martin is a giggling wannabe talk show host who comes in with just lame-ass takes and is awful. She'll, like Every now and then she'll have something that gives you a little bit of insight, but she teaches me nothing. Diana Rossini, she was intelligent. She was good. Like Monica on the NBA side, Monica's fantastic. She, she, she's a little bit crazy, but I love Monica because she always brings it with, with intellectual thoughts that make you think. Diana Rossini, fantastic. And the fact that they let her go is beyond belief to me. But anyway, but I'm going to say Zach Wilson sucks. I'll buy that. Aaron Rodgers reached out to (laughs) Zach Wilson in an effort to advise him to resume the starter role. But at the time, Wilson remained apprehensive due to the perceived injury risk. So Rossini's been all over this. Um, Yeah, I, I just I agree. Zach Wilson is bad, but we knew that last year. The Jets should have known that. Right. So at some point, it's. It's a little bit on the Jets, too, for continuing to run him out there. Not that they have a right. better choice, but that's their fault, too. Rodgers has been hurt for a while. Go go get somebody By else. Yourself. All right, lastly, and this is what I wanted to ask you back at 11, and I decided to hold on to it. So last night, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. So the Jags are, they have a good record, but their quarterback's banged up. The Bills have underwhelmed. The Bengals have a hurt quarterback. So do the Steelers. The Jets are a nightmare. Right, all these teams in the AFC underwhelming. And I think back to the beginning of the year, Bill, where we're like, oh, my God, the AFC, the NFC, they're night and day different. I mean, besides the Eagles and the Niners, who's even good in the NFC? But now as we stand here on December 5th, Bill, buy or sell, the NFC is actually better than the AFC. Oh. Holy mackerel. If you go team by team, I I feel like the NFC's better. The... Uh... Man, is the NFC, does the NFC team, does an NFC team have a better team than Miami with more offensive weaponry, skill positions? Now, quarterback, maybe. I still think two is a tremendous quarterback, but I'm just waiting to see how this season ends for them. Baltimore's a juggernaut, but I think they're susceptible. We've seen Kansas City be susceptible. Jacksonville is susceptible. Um, Cincinnati's not going anywhere. Buffalo is sitting at 6-6, six and six, and they it seems like better days are behind them. The Chargers you flopped got, this year, too. We didn't expect yeah, that. Yeah, the Chargers flopped. Philadelphia, San Francisco, Detroit. And behind that, when you get to that, can you believe we don't even talk about Atlanta being in the postseason? Atlanta is right now <laughs> leading that division. And a 9-3 and three Cowboys team is then behind them. Yep. So you've got... Four or five teams that, okay, your division leaders, whatever. Behind that is Minnesota and Green Bay at 6-6. Six and six. 
you've got a seven and five Pittsburgh Steelers team that's in the in the wild card that nobody believes in, followed by a seven and five Cleveland team and a seven and five Indianapolis team with a seven and five Houston team. And oh, by the way, who's climbing up the big board is Denver. I probably would say because of the quarterback injuries that right now you'd have to say you still have Jalen Hurts, you still have Dak Prescott, you still have Brock Purdy. I would you still got Jared Goff. I I would probably say the NFC is a better conference right now or they are verily put it this way. The NFC has closed the gap. You could even say they're evenly matched. Sure. Sure. Like right now if it was Philadelphia and Baltimore evenly matched, Miami and and Dallas evenly matched. San Francisco may have the best all-round team with the most talent at all the skill positions, and they could go probably toe-to-toe offensively with Miami or Baltimore in that sense, but they're all evenly matched. They, at least they've closed the gap, but I'll agree with that. I'll buy that. And we could talk about depth, you know, the six, the seven seeds, whatever. The top four teams in the NFC are, I think, as good or I would argue better than the top four. You give me Dallas. Uh, Philly, San Francisco, and Detroit. And, and give me whatever four teams you want against the AFC. Match them up. I'll, I'll take the NFC yeah. all day, every day. And that's yep. insane considering a couple months ago where we're trying to figure out, like, which teams are even good in the NFC other than right. Philly and San Francisco. It's wild how things have changed. And a lot of that is because of injuries. But, you know, teams like Buffalo. Buffalo just, they've lost games. The Chargers have just lost games. The AFC's been a lot worse than I think we predicted before the season. Yep, I would agree with that. I 110%. I would agree with that. Uh, before we take a break, I've got to tell you about our friends at Big Board Barbecue out there in the lacrosse area, West Salem to be exact. And if you have, say, a lunch or a dinner that you want food catered and supplied, you can do it. Big Board Barbecue, great people. If you want to say thanks to your staff or maybe you guys are working late or working on a big project, that's a great place to go. Lunches, dinners, catering as well. Call them 608-612-0387. Connor and the great, sta- uh, great staff out there. Carter and the great staff. Good people. Go to BigBoarBBQ.com. That's BigBoarBBQ.com. They're family-owned. Three brothers have it now. BigBoarBBQ.com. The mac and cheese is awesome, but their barbecue is good. Whether it's dry rub, sauced, whatever it happens to be, they've got it all. Big Boar Barbecue. Go to BigBoarBBQ.com. More of the Bill Michaels Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Baby, it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 
The Bill Michaels Show, we continue on. Final segment before we get out of here today. A reminder, tomorrow night we have the Bill Michaels Huddle back in studio. A week from tomorrow night, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be in uh, Viroqua at the Norwegian Hollow. Looking forward to that as well. Tonight, uh, heading downtown. little dinner tonight. San Giorgio hanging out there. you got a Bucks game downtown tonight. And, hey, don't forget, uh, one of our proud sponsors is our friends at Stenny's, second in National Walker's Point. If you're going to the Bucks game tonight and you want to get some food before or after, take the Stenny's shuttle over to the game. They'll pick you up right there at the door and then bring you back. Stenny's always running shuttles uh, to damn near everything, big event-wise, uh, either in the state or downtown Milwaukee. But Stenny's second in National Walker's Point, as they say, you should be here. All right, time now for... Why don't we miss? Well, I have to pay homage and be mindful of the person who sat in this chair before me, Ben Kenny, because if Ben was here doing the show this week, he would have brought this up Monday morning yesterday at 10.01 a.m. So I'm a little behind, but Ben Kenny would approve of what I'm about to share with you. So there's an X-Golf bar in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, okay? okay? They ran a promotion Saturday night during the Big Ten Championship game. It was called Pour Until Iowa Scores, right? I, you could probably imagine. So they gave away Holy free crap. beer until Iowa scored. And I found the numbers. The numbers actually weren't as strong as I thought. They estimated, the, the general manager estimated between 100 and 200 free beers were served, uh, roughly a little bit more than 550 bucks. Those are cheap beers. Like they, right. I feel like this crowd should have made out with a lot more than than 500 bucks in free beer. I'm disappointed. That, that crowd should have been hammered falling out of the golf bays. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'd have been chugging like uh, I'd never seen beverages before in my life. Now, maybe they gave you one a quarter. Yeah. Maybe they limited it. There, there, there might have been a limit to it. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I'm bringing a straw and an IV. I'm good. <laughs> well, and maybe maybe they were like little tappers. Maybe they weren't giving away big, yeah. probably. But what an insane promotion. If you've watched right? Iowa football all year and as a business owner to say, let's give away free product until that team right. scores. Like, Man, they're lucky they scored on Michigan at all. A baseball story. This came out today. Our friend Bob Nightingale said the Chicago Cubs optimism of landing Shohei Otani is now significantly waned, according to a high-ranking executive, leaving the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Angels, and the Giants as the likely finalists. It, it It's probably because money's getting crazy stupid. And, and that's probably what it comes down to. I mean, the Ricketts, look, they're a big market team, but they, they act like at times they're a small market team. And they, they were all in. You know, again, it's the hollow promises. Oh, we were in. It's the most money we've ever offered. But, you know, when he's signing for $100 million more somewhere else, it's like, who cares? Don't make an offer. But, uh, yeah, I never thought that Otani was going to go to the Cubs. Just look at the way Ricketts has run it. He just he doesn't blow that giant money. He blows big money, but not crazy big money. And I just I never thought Otani was going to go there. I just never thought that. So I, I guess I'm probably it's more crashing to reality for me than anything else. We've been told too he wants to stay on the West Coast, which I guess yeah. makes sense. But then I don't know what the Toronto angle is. I guess we'll see what what becomes of that. Right. I wonder, you know, the Cubs they spend eight million a year on a manager. Do the Cubs spend all that money on a manager if Craig Council isn't managing their rival? Looks like Council was managing the Marlins for the last six years. Do you think they fork yeah. over that money? I've been thinking about that. That's a great question. I Look, I think he's considered – I mean, if he had put the Marlins many years in the postseason and doing it with the budget and the restraints that he's had in Milwaukee, yeah, because he's still considered one of the best managers in baseball. I think it probably took a little bit more – 
to pull him out of Milwaukee. Yes, but I don't think it's that dramatically. I mean, maybe instead of making eight and a half million, he's making what seven million. You know what I mean? Seven and a half. I, mean, I, sure. I, I still, I don't think he would be making the same, but it wouldn't be that dramatically different because he is considered to be by many the best manager in baseball. Sure. Um, it's just eight million is a lot of money. We'll see. I think the Cubs are going to spend this off season, and if they don't, I guess then I'll have more questions. Let me, let me ask you this: Council. Here's another question. Mm-hmm. What if Council Racks continues to just rack up wins, never wins a World Series as a manager? Is he a Hall of Famer as a manager? Oh, because <laughs> he he could very well. I mean, as young as he is, if he keeps managing and winning at this kind of a clip, he could. Then I was thinking about this the other day when Jimmy Leland was announced that he's going into the Hall of Fame. He's got World Series championships. Jimmy Leland does. If Craig Council never wins a World Series, keeps getting to the postseason, keeps knocking on that door, is considered one of the best managers in baseball by far, and continues to rack up the wins, if he becomes one of the winningest managers in all of baseball, does he get into the Hall of Fame without a World Series? Well, that's interesting. Jim Leland never reset the pay scale for managers, so I had something. Right. Craig, that's sarcasm. Screw Craig Council. He yeah. only did it for himself, but. That's an interesting question. And I remember a couple weeks ago, I asked you, like, does Craig Council have to take the Cubs to a World Series for this to be a success? Like, I wonder what the expectation is. For the Cubs, yes. Yes. But but to get into the Hall of Fame, I, that's, you know, wins in baseball as a manager, that's that's not easy to be consistent. So, yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that the rest of the day. Thanks I for know. That. There's Thanks something. For that. There's something. That'll do it. I can't believe today's done. Holy crap, today flew by. Holy mackerel. Just... Man, what a day today. Great stuff today. We got more stuff left over for tomorrow, which is great. We're not coming into the cupboard as bare. I'm looking forward to it. So until we talk again 20 hours from now, time for us to get out of here. Have a go. Peace.